What is HyFlex and how does this modality work? Wait, first off, what is course design? And how do we design classes that encourage intrinsic engagement? How do you increase flexibility and honor student agency? Welcome to a Safe Topics mini-series where Sean and Curry talk about why we teach and how we teach. Hey, Sean. So we are recording this uh, Friday, end of week one. Uh, we just met our students this week. I had class on Tuesday and Thursday. You had class, I'm not sure what days. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Perfect. Uh, so how are you feeling, man? How, how are things going? So my high flex adventure started on Tuesday. And what I didn't know was that you were back in class, also in the classroom, on ground, in person. You know, as far as my experience, it went really well. I really have been all in on this online thing. We all have for at least 18 months, but even before that, just teaching online for many years. And I didn't realize how much... I missed being in the physical classroom until I stepped back in there. Yeah. Albeit with a mask, yeah. albeit with all these restrictions and procedures that we have to do to keep ourselves safe, which, uh, you know, is going to take some practice. It was just like the ability for me to move around the room, the ability for me to see students in real time and, and uh, see their faces and, and, talk to them. It, it was just, it felt special. It felt like returning to something that, that you forgot that you missed so much. Yeah. How about you? Like just general feelings starting out. Yeah, totally. Like same. So being able to get in there before the students are there and put things on the whiteboard so that later when I say, mm -hmm. Hey, this is a great discussion we're having. Let's put some of these ideas and everybody gets up and moves and everybody's kind of bumping around each other. Again, masks on, trying to keep some distance as best we can, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that experience, I, I haven't done that for almost two years. So, and that's like what, what, what you know, that's what teaching is all about. It's just that kinetic kind of, you know, uh, learning, right? That's possible. So as far as, and I don't want to get too much into the details of like COVID mandates and policies. It's the reality of what we're doing. So I, I think it's important to touch on it. The one thing I want to emphasize or just share is three of my call four of my colleagues are also teaching on on site on campus and we had this amazing email exchange um, uh, of who went first what they learned how the students were reacting which really helped me and my other colleague who taught next to like adjust what we were doing so just that community of practice of colleagues really supporting each other was huge was so huge and I was able to just day one, this is all about everyone feeling safe, not feeling stressed. That's all we're doing, right? So just create that open, inviting, uh, assured space to learn. Yeah, that, that's great. And, you know, part of this high flex pilot that we're doing at the college, there's other colleagues who are also doing this, just a handful of us. And we're doing the same thing. You know, we've had meetings leading up to this. And now that we're doing it, I was the first one to go. And then same thing, sending things out and just talking about the experience and also sharing some pictures, which was kind of cool. And people appreciated that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. This is the reality of the way that we're doing it. And the same thing, I came in 45 minutes early because yeah. I knew with the high flex, not yeah. only, you know, setting up what I wanted to do in class, but making sure that the Zoom was configured in a way that 
they can, um, you know, I have the Zoom. Let, let me just do the layout of the room so it okay. makes more sense. Yeah. We have the, you know, huge 60 to 70 inch monitor in the back called a confidence monitor where I put up the Zoom roster at the, you know, the, the, where the computer is and where the instructor station is. I set up the Zoom there and my slideshow presentation that then will be the share screen for the people on Zoom and on the projector for the people in the room. So everybody's looking at the same thing. And when I look out, I'm seeing all the students, right? From the front of the room, I could see everybody sitting there as yeah. well as the people on the Zoom roster in the back. That's cool. And then we have the microphone and I have um, an embedded tutor and she showed up early as well. Um, and it's funny because she was a student of mine from a previous semester. And I asked, uh, I recommended her to be an embedded tutor because she did so well in my class. Yeah. And I ended up getting her as the embedded tutor for this. Awesome. And she wanted to show up in person for the first one. And she was like, I'll bring my laptop and I'll, because the plan was for her to kind of monitor the Zoom. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the end of class, I'll just, you know, skip ahead to that for a second. By the end of class, we were both like, Instructors can do this, but they need help. They yeah. would need somebody like her yeah. to manage the breakout rooms, answer the questions in the chat, relay those questions to me and, you know, in the room. Yeah. And so the, there was quite a bit of coordination there. But as we were setting up, you know, making sure that she's getting in the thing, she, she's an alternative um, host and all of these kind of things. Right. And then I set up my own laptop and had myself as a participant just in case I wanted to go into the breakout rooms because it wouldn't make sense doing that from the main computer. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a bit of setup. Good thing I have 45 minutes because my class started at 10 30 and I was setting up until 10 29. Right. And, totally. <laughs> so I'll have to go ahead and do that again. But yeah, the, the students started trickling in and, you know, wondering where to sit, how to sit. Yep. You know, a couple of them had their masks down over their chin. So, you know, little yeah. gen gentle reminders of what to do. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like the first day of class, but it felt like the first day of class um, in, in a whole different way. So, you know, getting into what we had planned for the day, uh, you know, I have this just this routine kind of like introduction thing um introducing them to the discipline and introducing them to me and the embedded tutor so that they know what our roles are and what to expect from us and who to ask for what and things like that but then i want to talk about the actual high flexi uh activity that we did yeah and and that was um a core values exercise and so what i asked students to do is i, I asked them to write down one of their core values. And I, I provide them with a list of core values in person. I just provide them with the list. And on Zoom, I put the list in the chat and they, they can look at this list just for ideas or they could choose one of them if it resonates with them. And then they, they spend five minutes just writing about what is one of their core values? Why did they choose it? How will this core value help them get through the semester and the class? and how this core value will help them contribute to the class community. Yeah. In any modality, I think it's a great way to start because they're thinking about themselves, they're yeah. thinking about what they really value, and they're thinking about how that uh, relates to this situation and how it's applicable to this situation, right? Totally. And the, it sets the tone, it sets the foundation, and yeah. it also checks all of us to, if, if we say that we're respectful, for example, that's one that came up a lot, then, 
people start acting a little bit more respectful, not just the students, but everybody that they share it with. So right. I think it's just just really wonderful to hear all these different things and explanations for why they are, uh, you know, they they embody or or they value that particular um, uh, core value. So I that's an awesome I, framing <laughs> exercise for sure. Yeah. And, and I do it as well. Right. I tell them I'd never ask them to do something that I won't be vulnerable and do myself. Sure. So I, I told them what my core value was. I picked joy. And, you know, nice. um, I didn't pick just joy because I'm the joyful teacher in residence currently at Miracosa uh-huh. College. Uh-huh. I pick I pick, <laughs> I pick joy because joy is my mom's name. Oh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. That's something probably Curry didn't even know. But yeah, oh, like. Yeah. And, and so um, it's it's one that always pops out to me when someone talks about core values. And now, after they do the five minute free write on their core value, answering this prompt, it's time to share. Right. Yeah. 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 So I get them into groups and, and I'm sure to say, like, you know, uh, be respectful of distance. And if people are uncomfortable, try to read each other's body language or Please be, you know, if you're if you're comfortable enough saying like, I would prefer to be a little bit further apart, you know, we got to get used to that kind of language with each other and things like that. Yeah. And then in the Zoom, they're in breakout rooms. Right. Yeah. And so um, they share and they go through the list. They introduce themselves and pronouns if they, you know, they choose to do that. And then also um, the prompt for the core values. Yeah. And Uh, can I can I ask a couple of questions? Please, please, please. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So what, so first of all, what was your sense of them reading each other's body language? Did you have students in the room going like, ew, I don't want to get near people or. So I'm looking out at everyone and I'm trying to see those kind of things and I don't see it at all. I think people were the ones who were in the room. Oh, let me give you the demographic breakdown because we have 25 in the room. Okay. Okay? So it's a, it's a standard classroom size that can accommodate maybe a 40 max. Yeah. So we have like, uh, you know, so they're not really distanced, you know, it's certainly right. not like they're 10 feet apart from each other. Right. Um, at the same time, you could spread out a little. And there's no um, like plexiglass and there's no, no like, none yeah, of that. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there are artifacts that are reminders, the mask being the most prominent one. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and then a box that has like hand sanitizers, extra masks and things like that. Gotcha. So, yeah, 25 in the room and about 10 to 12 in Zoom. Okay. Okay. Right. And yeah. so we have both using yeah. using both ways uh, in this. And okay, another you, question. Yes. OK. Actually, this is a two parter. First of all, mm-hmm. did you label the, the monitor, the confidence monitor? Is that something you look at and it helps you to feel confident about things? Or is that <laughs> That's the actual name of the technology. But you, yeah, when I heard it, I was a little bit like, oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's a strange name. OK. That's did not. So two. <laughs> When students get into breakout rooms on that confidence monitor, do they just disappear like they do when I'm looking at a Zoom meeting on my computer? Or can you see them in their groups somehow? That you're the first one. So they are gone. And yeah. what's left is um, my personal account or my, my, my personal computer and my Zoom on that, yeah. which is you know just my static picture. I just shut that one off. Yeah. And the classroom, remember we have a camera. so the view of the entire classroom, that's the only box that should remain, right? Unless people yeah. are having trouble getting into their breakout room. Gotcha. Okay, 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 cool. Right on. So they're writing. So you have five minutes writing, and I'm assuming that's, you say, like, on paper or your own space, your comp- wherever you want, free, free writing space. Mm-hmm. And then they get into breakout rooms to process this stuff with each other. Mm-hmm. And then what happens next? Okay, so... Like I said, my embedded tutor, which is a wonderful resource, is <laughs> she is in there going into the breakout rooms. 
you know, making sure that people are talking about what, you know, and they understand what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. And I get to walk around the room and actually, you know, sit in on these conversations about core values. So that was great. And, and uh, yeah, it was such a refreshing thing. It was like, oh, we're back. And, and, and then I'm, I'm, at the same time that I'm like really conscious that we're doing high flex, I forget, sure. I forget throughout where I'm yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm like, there's people on zoom, you know, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and, and I never forget that I'm in the classroom. Yeah. Right. But right. I, I, I'm, I'm always like the zoom people, like what, what, what do we, the zoom people. I don't know if I should. I know, so thank goodness for the embedded tutor once again. And um, we should have her on the pod. Yeah. So, cool. We, uh, when they're, you know, it's winding down, right? And and my embedded tutor has given me the thumbs up that it's winding down in the Zoom as well. We bring them back into the main session. They're back up on the confidence monitor that I did not label confidence monitor. <laughs> and it's not like a blanket or like something like that in your mind. It's not like a- <laughs> it's not a security monitor. That would be even worse. <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, they start populating back on the screen there and you can see them as the rooms close and they, they uh, elect to get out. And then everybody in the room's kind of settling in and eyes back up on me for the next step. Right. Yeah. As it goes. And so then um, this is one of those opportunities. They're Zoom folks. So I'm going to <laughs> I ask them to share first. Right. Cool. And just like, um, you know, just and I make this simple because we only have an hour and 15 minutes. So it's more names, pronouns, and what your core value is without the explanation, because they already did that in groups. So I feel like just hearing them is, is kind of um, what what we want as a larger uh, class. Yeah. And then uh, so they all go and we can hear them well. And we, you know, I, I do a little back and forth as we do, right? Like commenting on the core value or their name, making sure I get it right. And what's beautiful, Curry, is everyone in the room is looking back at that confidence monitor. Yeah, we awesome. have the swivel chairs, right? Yeah. And they're all engaging with the students who are electing to do this from a different space. Yeah. And all eyes were on it. Nobody was distracted or wondering what to do. They were all paying attention to that that monitor and and to the students in the Zoom. Once they're finished, then the people in the in the room get to go. I don't have the full mic set up right now, technology wise. We're yeah. gonna get that um, soon. So yeah. we have like a, a conference mic that we're using um, just as kind of a to carry us over, right? Yeah. Until we yeah. get that. Yeah. And. So when the people in the room are going, what's what's great is, you know, my embedded tutors getting questions in the chat. What did they say? What was that core value? How do you pronounce their name? And then we get to repeat it, say it again. So it does really feel like the the people on Zoom, they want to know, like, they're not just like, oh, I can't hear it. It's fine. They're like, wait, what? what's going on? Because they want they are part of that um, experience, too, because they could see what's happening but they also, if they can't hear it, they're, they're asking for that clarification. Yeah. So, so good. And, and um, you know, this is all to say like the first day, first days are first days, yeah. but to have first days go as well as it did. And it did all around. Um, it went really well. I was so pleased and it gave me a lot of um, yeah. Hope for the, for the potential of this modality. Cause I kind of, when I'm actually doing it now, I can see, okay, if I do these other activities, these are the things I have to change, but these are the things that may actually enhance the experience, right? 
Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was positive. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right on. Um, are you expecting the same folks to always be in zoom and always be in, in the classroom? Is that kind of the agreement or is that going to just be what it is every week? Right. So going back to kind of the tenants or the, the structure of high flex, it is that they were allowing for the flexibility. Um, They, they can attend in person and I really encourage them to do that. Right. Like uh, please come in, uh, use, use this time together um, in a physical space. Before I fully answer your question, I want to say like, you know, we talked about how it's even, we're learning how to be in the social physically. Uh, We're relearning how to do that too. Right. So that's a big, important part of this. And, And this is a way that you can like, you know, dip your toe in or go fully in, or like you could jump in the pool and then jump back out, you know, and and be like, I need to be out here for a little bit. Right. And then I, then I want to go swimming again. So I I look at it that way too, because we talked about the historical significance of where we're at and how we're doing things. And, you know, I, I made it very clear to them that this is a new thing that they're a part of. And I wanted that to, to kind of elicit some excitement. Right. And so to, to answer your question, yeah, they, they can zoom in when they want or if they need to, right? And, and if they are like, you know, get a flat tire or, or they, they need, they woke up late. I mean, that's a real thing, right? And, yeah. But they can always come in person too. And that's why it's important that everybody's cleared to be on campus, regardless of if your plan is to zoom every single session, because that may happen, but yeah. just the potential and the opportunity and the option of coming in has to be accounted for. So yeah, they, they do have the choice, but I will say this, Curry, the people who were in person, I could tell we're choosing to be in person. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I get the sense that it's because not only are they choosing it, they want to be in person. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I heard an anecdote from one of my colleagues who trying, so students showed up late and my colleague trying to follow the mandates and the guidelines, like, met the student kind of at the door in the middle of teaching and was trying to help the student navigate the app and scan the door and all the things they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And the student just like in a moment of exasperation said, I just want to go to school. Like, I, <laughs> you know, and my colleague was like, Oof. yes, I want you to. And so we're going to take our time and we're going to, you know, right. Just exactly what you're talking about. Like this is a, Yeah. It's so those, the students that are in the classroom, they want to be there. That's been my experience too. And, and when I said, Hey, say hi to your neighbor, they are saying hi to neighbors. They're not. And another thing that was observed this week was I, we're not noticing hardly anyone on their phones. Like hardly anyone is sitting there on their phones while I'm trying to talk to them. You know, they are eyeballs engaged and, you know, wanting to be back. So it's, it's a pretty cool moment. And as you say, just the historical significance of, not just what we're doing in terms of trying to figure out these new modalities, but just being a community of learners, right? Uh, uh, and what that means right now is is pretty important. Um, which which I think points to two things that I want to um, say here. One of them is the importance of us uh, uh, really emphasizing and promoting um, mental health services on campus. Yeah, you know that is something that um, when another colleague of mine was in um, a Zoom scheduled class. And she's a very big advocate and champion of, of mental health. And she she was talking about mental health and how people she knows that people are struggling in different ways. 
and you know, uh, outlining the services that we have available to students on campus and and online. And she got a message in the chat that said, "Thank you so much for talking about this. You're the first professor that I've had that talked about this." Wow. And then uh, my my colleague was kind of confused. She was like, "There's no way. They're like, yeah. who else has had this experience?" have any of you and every single student said that no one else had talked to them about it Um, so i just want to say that here in this space that it's really important for us to make those connections especially when we have rich resources with very um skilled and talented folks even people we've had on this podcast before like gada that that we um make sure that we're making those connections you know because we don't know what's going on with students and it's more clear than ever that during all of this time of transition that people need those services and we have them. So I want to say that as a kind of a first thing, and then kind of going with the themes of what we're talking about here, Curry, uh, I I told the students in my high flex session that we're going to adopt, especially on this day one, but throughout the semester, this idea that I'm borrowing from K through 12, which is no backpack days. And these no backpack days, what they're doing is telling students, okay, we're going to school five days a week. Yeah, But we're going to have a couple days peppered throughout the week, especially in the beginning, that are called no backpack days. It's not about academics. We're not going to be doing, you know, these formal things. We're going to learn how to be a community again. We're going to learn how to be in the same physical space. We're going to learn how to talk to each other and just socialize and and break down some of the the walls that that have been built up um, over the course of the pandemic and maybe even before then. So I, I really love that idea when I read about it. And when I looked into it more, I just thought that this is a great opportunity to implement something like that at the college level. Yeah, that's really cool. And then that sort of just creating space for those affective issues to be addressed and talked about. I'll tell you what, I know a, I know a lot of our colleagues who promote resources, but I, I can speak for myself this week. You know, I've got one whole page of my syllabus is just resources, right? Um, mm-hmm. Care, you know, food pantry, veterans, everything. But given the logistics of this week in my own mind, just like kind of frantic, but also starting to like calm down. I, I didn't take a moment to say specifically, here's a mental health resource. You know what I mean? And so I think I could see that even those of us who like really want to promote these things, given just how things unfold, the student might not receive it and might not hear it, right? And so to intentionally take that time, like even if it's, okay, we didn't get to it in the first week, but there's no backpack day concept, we're going to, I'm going to build it in so that we have time to go over these, even if it's in my syllabus or it's on Canvas or in an announcement, yeah, to like talk about it. So that's, I like that a lot. I'm going to think about how I can build that in. That's cool. Right. Yeah, and and please, I'm, audience, I'm not. That's not like a criticism. No, 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 what you're yeah. what you're saying is very. I didn't do it. You know, I didn't do it in my Zoom class and in my asynchronous class. It was just a very powerful reminder. I would right. say, yeah, yeah. Well, and how important it is to think about what we intend and what we design for, and then also what students take and what they experience and what they actually, you know, internalize. Um, that's something all of us constantly have to be you know, assessing and, and evaluating and, and redesigning for. Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to, I want to get into your fully in-person experience and, and kind of, you know, give us a, a little bit of a rundown in terms of how many students were there, you know, maybe one content piece that you really focused on to, to get going and, 
how that went for you sans the confidence monitor and, and <laughs> Zoom breakout rooms and other things that uh, we had to juggle on our end. Yeah, I'm going to call my, uh, uh, my a whiteboard a confidence whiteboard, I think. I think that will help me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Security uh, whiteboard. Security whiteboard, yes. Um, so my approach is essentially I've taken an asynchronous English 100 curriculum um, and I'm, I'm teaching it synchronously, right? And so this is my mm-hmm. approach to high flex. So you can, I think the, the easiest way to think about it is it's a flipped classroom. So students are accessing content like lectures and readings before they come to class. And then we're using class for just hands-on stuff, like the homework stuff, like drafting essays or, you know, having discussions, whatever. And then when we leave, we kind of just repeat that process, right? So what it looked like my first day, I have 27 students enrolled. There was a hiccup in the kind of COVID-19 process, two students were dropped, two students automatically enrolled. So I added those other two students because they they were fine. So I'm over-enrolled, not necessarily on purpose, but that's the reality. I had 24 students in the classroom on the first day. Three could not attend because of various reasons. All They're all fine. They all showed up on Thursday. But when they emailed me Tuesday morning, I can't make it. Because of this flipped classroom model, I was able to send them three links. And one of them was uh, a link to me. I, I did, I recorded bef- a, a quick video bef- the week before classes started. I started at the clock tower in the middle of campus because it's a visible icon. And I walked down to our classroom. Show, I put my mask on before I got in, showed them the room, and just was trying to be inviting and say, you know, here's how you make it. And I'm happy. I'm looking forward to see you, blah, blah, blah. So I sent them a link to that. I sent him a link to uh, pre-recorded, basically, here's how the class is going to go, which is what I said in the space with the students that were there. And then I sent him a link to uh, add to uh, a Google Doc and a discussion board, which is what my students ended up doing in the class who were there anyway. Mm. So this is my approach to high flex. Um, Content-wise, first week, we are really focused on reading process. So just thinking about uh, individualized approaches to reading cognitively what happens when we read and then specifically what do we do when we read something knowing we're going to use it for something so i'm going to read this for content that's going to end up in an essay or i'm going to read this for stylistic observations to adopt those in my own writing so that's week one that's the content it's just what is reading how do we each read individually and then what's that going to look like in english 100 and then the high flexi stuff is is really just uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of it as, as asynchronous windows, right? So journal work is what I call the flipped stuff, what you do before you get to class. So mm-hmm. you do that, you know, before you get there. And then classwork is what we do in class, but it's not due until the next day, right? So if you were absent that day, you have two days to get in there, read stuff, look at what classmates actually did, use that to bounce your ideas off of, and then submit that by the next day. You really are engaging with the content, um, seeing what other students are thinking about, um, and then feeling a part of that that class community, right? So worked well. Tuesday was kind of what you're describing. Just we're like so happy to be there. It's an amazing discussion. These students are awesome. I mean, it's just I'm, I'm so lucky this semester to be with this group. Tuesday, I'll tell you what, I like the design and I think it went okay, but I fucked it up. (laughs) <laughs> okay. How'd you fuck it up? We gotta well, hear this. 
Well, because creating flexibility is really complicated. And we talked about this in an earlier episode, um, just when you create multiple access points and, and space for students to approach things individually, and you're talking to 27 people in a room about that, it gets complicated and it gets confusing. And so (laughs) what I did well on Tuesday was I didn't worry about the logistics of the class. I was just talking to students in the space about reading process and trusting that the content I created online was doing the same to the students that were accessing it asynchronously. Thursday, I did too much focus on here's the logistics of the class. And, and And it partly was because Canvas was fucking up for me. There was weird things going on with the mobile app that I've never seen before. And it just created some problems for some students. And, and we needed to address that. Yeah. Um, and then partly I just, I got too involved in the weeds, right? And mm-hmm. I, in week one, I should have stayed high level. I should have just, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine, right? That don't worry about it not working. We'll figure that out next week and just let it go, right? And I- Pair and, down, simplify. Exactly, exactly. And I know that's the right thing to do. <laughs> but in the moment, I'm like, semi-panicked you know excited yeah and also wanting students to feel assured and five of them have five different problems because they want to access it in different ways so but that's that's my takeaway it's so my approach is asynchronous synchronous flexibility not not a simulcasted zoom but it creates complexity and that's that's something i need to think about again for just my week one welcome to the class moves yeah no, I, I what I really appreciate there that you do is the the deadline being the next day or next class session, yeah. um, especially for those that miss, because I think it's being really responsive to our students' realities and their lived experiences and where they are right now in their lives, um, and for us too. And so, you know, it does give that opportunity and you're providing everything asynchronously, you know, you're pro- providing things ahead of time. But when you do that, yes, we, we tend to do the over-planning thing and it makes sense to us. And you're like, well, if I just say it this way, it's going to make sense to them too. Yeah, totally. And then actually saying that you're like, yeah, this is confusing shit. Okay. So <laughs> let's back up here a little bit. And yeah. that's why I tried not to, you know, I went no backpack, right? Like not trying yeah. to get into the weeds of the course structure too much, yeah. not trying to get into the, like, this is how to do this assignment, but um, providing the, those videos online because this is the opportunity to take that flipped classroom to the next level. And, and some people are really good at this. Yeah. You know, b- before I used to always ask students, like, what are some things we can do together? And what are things that we can do on our own? Yeah. And I think when you ask that question, they get to the place, you know, you're leading them certainly mm-hmm. with this kind of question, yeah. but right. they get to a place where it's like, well, a lot of the reading and the writing and reflecting, I could do that on my own. When we get here, we, we should do something to apply the material to deepen the learning, to get the different perspectives from the people in the room. Yeah. And so this is the same concept here. So I did pull up a slide and I just kind of said, look, this is my idea of how this is going to go. And first I want to say that, like, I asked them, you know, I, I'm asking for all the forgiveness on the first day, right? I did that too. I'm making all the mistakes, you know, yeah. and I yeah. will be forgiving of you. You got to understand that this is my first time doing this. I'm going to yeah. put it out there. Right. This has not been done before. You know that much now. So, you know, with the coordination of this, we need to communicate with each other to make sure that we are understanding what mistakes are made, 
what we think would be better moving forward, because this is going to inform the next iteration of this particular way of doing a class. Yeah, my phrase and, was my phrase was let's let's pursue excellence together within empathy. Right. And right. Let's share that on both sides. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the embrace of failure, right? Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, so I pulled up a slide and it was what 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 we do and where we do it, right? Yeah. Just a kind of yeah. very four bullet points for each. Cool. In-person Zoom, we're doing live discussions, right? Mm -hmm. Interactive lectures, whatever. And working in groups, yeah. In-class activities and quizzes and exams, which in my classes are more of like teaching and learning tools rather than assessment tools. Um, and we, we do those together on canvas asynchronously, right? What we're doing on our own. Cause we only meet once a week, Tuesdays, right? right. Um, what we're doing on our own, watching the recorded mini lectures, working in teams for discussion that is asynchronous, that is text-based or, or image-based or however you want to express yourselves in that, in that, um, forum. And then the read, listen, watch stuff you're reading this, but you know, you're listening to these podcasts, you're watching these videos. Yeah. Um, they're all available on canvas and submitting assignments. We're going paper. We're going paperless, right? Like you are going, everything is going to be submitted on canvas. So when you come to class after doing some of these things, we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to apply and the activities then will be um, that next stage of the learning where, you know, we've all kind of, been exposed to all these different things. We've thought about it. We wrote about it. We've discussed it online. Now, what does that mean for us um, to to um, really apply that in our lives and in our thinking about social issues? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. And I'm just excited for meeting with them again. And I'm excited to see how yours is going too, because now with your fully in-person experience in my Zoom, I think we have a good, and we both teach asynchronously as well. I think we have a, such a variety of modalities that we can, um, you know, share these experiences and and hopefully get some other voices into to yeah. this conversation. Yeah, and I think uh, going forward, we want to record uh, and think specifically about the communities that are forming yeah. in these classes through these different modalities and and how we are trying to facilitate that and how it's actually going. Um, and then we want to get into a conversation about assessment. So. What's the just the labor on our part of grading stuff? What's the philosophy? How is the philosophy we've talked about actually living itself out? You know, so right. yeah, so yeah, we've got some good stuff. And then after those episodes, we really want to get students in here, right? So like, yes. ask them how did it go, right? And that would be yes, that'd be cool. So that's the plan. <laughs> Very cool. Till next uh, time. Yeah. Till next time. This Safe Topics miniseries is produced and edited by Kelly Barnett, who also created the theme music. James Garcia handles our social media and outreach. Follow us on Instagram at safetopics underscore podcasts. Please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.